Howdy and welcome back to the Laptop Empires podcast. I'm your host Mike Yonda with my my toasty looking co-hosts. <laughs> looking, he's living his best uh, beach bum self after yeah. a nice vacation. So yeah. I got beach bum Bobby here today. Talk a little bit about blogging. Pretty excited. What you do best? Yeah, blogging. What a what a weird life skill that I picked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's just I think about that and I'm like, you know, some people are like doctors, some people are lawyers, and uh I do bloggy things on the internet. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. I never thought that I'm a like lawyer a who does bloggy type things on the internet, so yeah. That's weirder, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, what a trip. All right, what are we talking about today? Today's episode is called I Started a Blog, Now What? And I'm pretty pumped about this because there's, this is one of those things I've been wanting to do because there's a lot of people that they're just getting started. They're trying to figure out what to do. I'm in that place with the YouTube channel and we're in that place with the blog, although we have the advantage of you. So the blog is pretty much steamrolling ahead, but you know, I've been watching a lot of like getting started on YouTube, YouTube videos and was like, you know, let's do this for the bloggers. So that's, that's what we're doing today. Yeah. The, the unfortunate part is that, well, it's not unfortunate. It's just like, there's so many things to do in blogging. Like it's so easy. I feel like to get like confused and like, I don't know. I still feel like I'm learning a ton and I'm like several years into this and I still feel like I, I almost have no idea what I'm doing sometimes. Like I have a lot of things figured out, but there's so many other things that I'm like, Oh my God, I have so much work to do, but not to overwhelm people. I can give advice on, on what you do next after you start a blog. So yeah, well, and that's good. And this is everything in life, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, there's always more shit. (laughs) And in the internet online business world, like things change so fast. Things are, it's always new. It's constantly evolving. You got to stay on top of it. And, you know, and that's why I like doing this podcast because when you're in, when you're in it, when you're just getting started, when you're trying to grow and you're a solo, you don't always have time to like study and to like right. keep on track and keep up with everything. But we do, you know, we've yeah. now with the team and everything, we have the time to do that. So we are for the first time in what feels like years for us, we're getting that where it's like, Oh, okay, let's learn more about SEO. Let's learn more about paid traffic. Like, you know, I'm a paid traffic guy, but I'm like learning new stuff. Like I'm trying to you know, level up. And I know you are too. And so this is our opportunity to kind of pass that on to everybody. So no worries. There's always more to learn, but yeah, I, sorry. I started off like in a very like, Oh man, there's so much to do with blogging. And, but that's the trap, right? Like that's the trap. Everybody starts a blog and then they feel like, Oh man, there's so many things that I have to do. There's so much that I need to master. And mm-hmm. then they ultimately 
you know, end up either getting frustrated and stopping or they like don't really master anything. So I think this is a good place to start because like the perspective just from like, I'm, I've been a professional blogger for four years now and I'm still learning new things. But the good news is when you first start out, if you just pick like one or two things and Mm -hmm. focus on them, you can have a ton of success. Like we made a lot of money last year without having everything figured out. Like you can, and I, and I know a ton of bloggers, friends that, that do the same thing where they focus on Pinterest or they focus on Google or they focus on Facebook or they, you know, they focus on something. And those are the people that jump into like the high six figure, seven figure blogging range. And the people that just kind of try to do everything all at once struggle for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of to skew it back to a positive light. Like if you, if you focus on just a couple things, you're going to do really well. So yeah, just started a blog. Yep. And, and here, guess what? The first thing you got to do is you got to start. So if you were thinking about a blog, then you're going to love today's show sponsor, which is launch that blog, our completely free service that we started to help you get started with your blog. All you got to do is pick out a domain name, fill out a little form that's on the site, you know, at, uh, what is it? Laptop empire slash, you know what? Don't even worry about it. It's going to be, it's going to be here in the show notes. Click the link for launch that blog, pick your domain, you know, fill out the form and we'll get it done for you within two business days. You don't have to do a single line of code. You don't have to do anything. It'll all be set up and you'll be good to go. And we'll even give you a video from our web developer that shows you how to customize it, make it look pretty, have the color scheme you want, whatever it is, whatever your heart desires. Then all you have to go do is start writing and you're going to get a bunch of PDF and video guides from Bobby showing you how to create the perfect blog post, the tools you need to use, all these different things you need to get started. So you just need to get started. That's the first step. And then what you said, I think is the great place to start, which is don't get lost in doing too much at once, right? You need, you don't want to half-ass a bunch of things. You want to whole ass one thing, right? Like you want to like really, really dive in on the one thing. And, and, the first part is just creating content, but I think this comes into when people are like, do I do SEO? Do I do Pinterest? Do I do, should I start a, a podcast to supplement the blog? Should I, you know, run Facebook ads? Should I be on all these social media platforms? Like keep it simple. You know, we always say like create your content, be consistent about it, grow your email list, email to them and pick a social media platform, one yeah. social media platform. And, you know, if you can dominate one social media platform and master it, that's when you move on to a second one. Yeah. Well, I, I want to drill down, you know, like that is a good blueprint. I want to drill down on, on the content creation part of it because I think that's where most bloggers struggle. Like they, they and it's not even the, the creating like how to make a blog post and all that kind of stuff. It's the, what do I write about? You know, so mm-hmm. a lot of people will start a blog and they have like all these ideas about all these different things that they want to write about. The reality is if you try to pick a bunch of stuff to write about, you're not going to do well because you're not going to get any traction. And this is always like the hard thing for people to overcome. It makes a lot more sense to write about like one topic to maybe three that are all similarly, similarly related than it does to write about a whole bunch of crap. So you need to decide what is the thing that you like writing about the most, because the reality is like, you're not going to start out with a, with a content creation team. You're not going to start out with a bunch of writers. You know, you're not going to have like a team uh, that's stuff that comes later, <laughs> later down the road. It's just going to be you writing stuff. And if you're going to spend your time creating content, it needs to be about something that you enjoy doing so that you keep doing it. So mm. for me, it took, you know, I really 
for a long time, I, I wrote about just whatever I wanted to in regard to personal finance. I didn't follow like all these rules on like how you're supposed to create content and you know, how to optimize. And I didn't do any of that stuff. I just wrote what I felt in my heart about personal finance, which was coming from the perspective of a teacher that had $40,000 student loan debt. And I saw all these people around me that were struggling with the same kind of thing on like a, a regular, like an average salary. And, uh, you know, I just kind of basically chronicled my journey of like how I lived I was living with my in-laws and like everything sucked and I didn't like my job and all that stuff. And so I wrote a lot about that and that's how I kind of figured out, you know, by writing that kind of content that I liked rather than like writing what everybody told me I should be doing, like you need to do this, this, and this for ranking in Google, or you need to do this, this, and this to, you know, create, to get organic Pinterest traffic. I just wrote the stuff I liked and I kept going and I got really passionate about it. So all of that's to say, take a look at the things you want to write about, find the things that you are the most excited about and you feel like you can help the most people with, and then focus on those. So pick like one or two topics that you really care about. And then, you know, you can always do what I did where it's like, I wrote that content for a long time. I connected with people that were feeling the same way about personal finance as me. I, I started growing my audience and then I've been able to go back and kind of like retroactively optimize a lot of the things that I was mm -hmm. doing a long time ago. Like you can always take old content and re-optimize it for, for ranking uh, in Google, or you can, it's, it's like a, I don't know, a blog is like an organic, like malleable thing. Like it's not something where it's like, right. you're stuck on one track forever. So I've gone through that transformation in the last like year and a half where I've been, you know, I was writing whatever I want. Now it's a lot more structured, but I've, I've got the audience and I've got like mm -hmm. the foundation, the grassroots foundation from what I used to do. And so now I can kind of do all the more strategic things and grow the site. Yeah. Well, and I know you've done a lot of that this year of redoing old content to make it mm -hmm. better for SEO and to increase its ranking. But my understanding too, is just the, the act of just updating an article is actually beneficial for, for SEO. Like, like, you know, that even just down to that little tag, you know, where it's like, there's the publish date. And then if it says like, you know, updated on March 1st, 2019, like even that can be helpful from my very, you know, like I'm not an SEO guru, but that's just like one of the things that I've, I've heard. So apologize right. if you're an SEO guru and I totally butchered <laughs> that, but, but I mean, but the, the fact of like updating the content to rank higher by adding more, like that is definitely true. I think it's also important to remember that like what you're talking about can evolve over time. Right. Yeah. And so you start off talking about one thing, but then as you get to know your audience and you figure out what their pains are, what they need help with, like you can move that way or as your interests change. And so I think it's like very interesting with you and with your interests and changed in a way that also benefited like the pain that your audience was feeling. And so I remember you talking to me about like, so many people in my audience where they're like, I'm trying to save, I'm trying to invest, I'm trying to do these things, but like, I can barely pay the bills. Like right. there's only so much I can save. And you're like, I don't have an answer for them. And so then you, as you are getting more passionate about growing online businesses and side hustles and things that kind of also became the answer for this problem that you really wanted to help solve for your audience. And so you're able to start talking about that more, which is what a lot of people in your audience wanted and needed, right? Mm -hmm. So they could achieve their personal finance goals. Cause it was like, if I can earn an extra $250 a month, you know, that's going to help me do whatever. So you don't have to, you don't have to be pigeonholed. You can always evolve. You can always change down the road as your interest change, as your audience 
develops and you learn what they need, there might be something you might find out one day that like you post an article that's a little off topic, but it gets huge engagement. You find out, wow, the people that I've been attracting, like that's what they want. And so then you start to write more of that and you start not 100, you don't go from like a personal finance blog to a food blog, right? Right, But you, you might go from, you know, the, the feeder lane to the highway, (laughs) you know, like where you just move over a little bit, you're on the same path, but like you find a bigger, faster version of that path. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, like the way the, the, that journey looked like, um, I was just kind of creating random content content on whatever I wanted or whatever came to mind. I remember like some of my first blog posts were like the art of sacrifice, you know, like, and it, it was about like my shoe. I had the same pair of shoes for like five years <laughs> because I just, I wanted to just pay off my student loans. And like, I used to be the, the cheapest person on the planet, but it helped me, you know, I, I felt like I had to. According to your wife's email, you're still the cheapest person on the planet. <laughs> I, I skew that way sometimes. Yeah. I love um, that she dinged you in her email as much as you talk about her in your emails. Yeah. Was, the that thing was, that's funny is now I have to edit, I have to edit those emails. Like she asked me to look them over just to make sure. Cause she hasn't been writing emails for a long time. <laughs> and so now I have to like sit here and I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. I get it. But anyway, yeah, yeah that's revenge. Sidebar. But anyway, for me, it was like, I was writing this content, very personal, deep stuff. And uh, over time I, I did recognize that there was a pain point in the audience. Like, you know, people, you know, you can be frugal all you want, but it's some, like, it's a numbers game. Like if you make 40 grand a year, you cut out every extra expense and you're saving as much money as you can. Like at some point you can only do so much. And so you need to actually start making more money to accelerate your goals. So to me, I was like, okay, that's kind of this two part process of becoming frugal. If you know, as frugal as you can kind of stand doing where you still like enjoy life, uh, but also adding income because that's the reality in my world is like, you know, everybody that's reached the, you know, financial independence or their fire bloggers or whatever, like nobody talks about this, but they are all high earners. They are all making six figures, multi six figures per year. And that's how they were able to retire in their thirties or whatever. And so it's like, you know, and then everybody's like, well, you know, anybody can do this. Anybody can reach financial independence. And that, that might be true over like a longer period of time, but it's like, you can't retire at 35 making $40,000 a year unless you right. do some like crazy, like geo, like you go and live in other countries and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, there is a, there are a, there's a swath of people that are very much like me that are what I would consider like pretty like normal people, <laughs> like just want to have like a good life, have a good job and do the things they want to do in life and don't make, you know, $400,000 a year and have student loans and like didn't go to private schools. And like, there like, there are people that are just like me. And so I was like, well, how can I provide a solution and a path for those people? But I didn't figure that out, you know, until several years into the game. And so for me, it was like producing content uh, about something I liked a lot reading the responses and and like reacting with the audience and seeing what they cared about. And then now it's evolved to where, you know, I I basically have a system where it's like, I know that I can help people basically just figure out their financial situation because a lot of people don't even know their numbers or anything. So they figure Mm -hmm. it out, teach them how to make a budget and then teach them how to make more money. Like those are the three things that I focus on now. And like with the site redesign and the content that's coming out and and the courses and like all that stuff, it all fits with that plan where it's like, I can take you from basically band director, which I was to somebody that's making significant money online or just, you know, 
you're happier with what you're doing with personal finance or you're on a path that you like being on versus not being on one. It took me years right. to get that stuff out. But the key was I had to write about stuff I liked. Yeah. So, okay. So you need to like get focused on your content, really only write about one or two things, like stay in that lane. And like you said, something that you, you like, but it also needs to be something that's beneficial. But I, I think that's good too, because like you almost want to like exhaust that path. You want to write in every nook and cranny of that topic, just so like your articles are related and you build up authority in that space, like, and you answer every single question. I think that's something that I always think about with content is like, okay, if I'm on the other end, what is every single little thing that I wanted to know, right? Like if we were starting a blog about blogging, we, we would be sitting there going, okay, you know, for, for you and I, that would be really easy because you are a blogging expert and I'm not. And so we would just sit here and be like, okay, what questions does Mike have about creating a blog? And I would just be like asking a bunch of questions and then you would be answering them and like, great content plan. But that's what you want to do yourself is like, think about like, what, what is, what are the questions that people brand new to this have and answer those? Or what are the people that have now, okay, they've been in it and they want to go deeper. What's the more advanced question answering those things. And then I think the other part with that beyond just like covering those topics and like FAQs and that sort of thing, which is going to help you with your, your search traffic, right? But the other piece is like sharing your story. Like that's really important. I think you were talking about student loans, all this kind of stuff, but you were sharing your story. And we talked about in earlier episodes, like every single time you do a piece of content, you try to mention a throwback to your story in some way, right? Even if it's just like when I was living in my in-laws house, like renting a room in my in-laws house, or when I was, you know, paying off my student loans or just like mentioning it. But like when you can share your journey, right? So you're probably like, let's say it's a personal finance blog if you're a personal finance blogger, you're still practicing those things. You might be further along, but if you can share your journey and what's going on as part of it, people, people love story, right? And so they're going to engage with that more. So if you can pick those couple topics and you can do those things, I think you're going to do really well. I think the next question, Bobby, like, and if you, you're the blogger. So if you go, okay, start a blog, what's next? Where do I need to go? What do they need to concentrate on? Feel free to, to steer this conversation. But from my perspective, what I'm thinking is, okay, how often should I write? Right. And I know a little bit, you know, so from like in my head, I'm not thinking that as maybe somebody's just thinking, how many, how many times should I do? I'm thinking of it more like, is it better to just do one and be consistent and do all these other things like distribute the content and build the system, whatever, or is it better to have more frequency and, you know, I'm getting more content out there. So therefore I have more potential to grow. So I'm really curious your perspective on this frequency question. Yeah, it's changed a lot. I used to think, I used to think more content, you know, several times per week, it would be a better plan. But honestly, what I think now looking back on it, if you create one killer piece of content per week and mm -hmm. then you focus on, uh, lead gen, like actually getting people onto your email list with a good mm -hmm. lead magnet. And then you focus on one social media platform and, and becoming prolific at that uh, social media platform. I think that's a better plan than creating three pieces of okay content per week. And Quality for quantity. Yeah. So you create one awesome piece of content. You sit there and you create a lead magnet. Like what's something that people can grab for free to get onto your email list. You mm -hmm. figure out how to work that lead magnet in like one, you have to figure out for the lead magnet. It's got to solve somebody's pain point. It's got to help them in some way. 
Um, so you kind of have to like think about what you can provide, but then you figure out where you can put that in the content. And then you just create one awesome blog post per week and you focus on distributing it through a social media platform. And then as you get better, it's like, you know, you focus on the content. It's like a couple months go by. And I feel like that plan is going to make you, it's going to cover all the bases. Like it's going to make you better at writing content because the more content you write, the better you get at it. It's going to make you better at getting people on your email list. And then it's going to make you better at marketing yourself on social media. And mm-hmm. then you can just add the, the layer would be, then you add a next piece of content. Like let's say you're doing Monday, every Monday at 8 a.m. Then, you know, you get really good for a couple of months at doing just that plan, growing the email list, growing a social media channel, making your content awesome. And then you add a Thursday post, you know, and then it's like, then you start getting more traction and then you add a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? And then you can get to the point eventually where you're doing like daily, you know, you have like a writing team and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like that's a good foundation. And I wish I had known that, like, I wish I'd had that thought in mind. And the whole, the whole reason I came up with this I actually was doing a blog coaching session in our private group for the, in the laptop empires course community. So I do like once a month blog coaching and it was the first time I'd done blog coaching in a while, but I had a, a bunch of people share their sites and I just went through their sites and I was like lead magnets. Like nobody has a good lead magnet. And for mm-hmm. years I didn't have it on millennial money man either. And so I just went through like the whole thing in there about like why a lead magnet is so important, why getting people on your email list is important providing killer content that the lead magnet fits well into. And then I was like, man, that's the, that's the answer. Like for what you like, that's how you start out. So that's, that's what I would do. I'd focus on quality over quantity because you can always tweak the quantity. Like you can always do more later, but quality is something that I think is, is harder to get, you know, and it takes more time. And I think one per week too, like a lot of people get overwhelmed with content creation and especially if they have a full-time job. Like when I was doing millennial money man stuff, you know, I was a little bit crazy because I'd stay up till all hours of the night because that's my personality. Like I'll just go hard on something. But a lot of people have a, a full-time job and they're like, I can't create three pieces of content per week. And so then they put stuff out and it's not very good. They don't feel good about it. Like they don't have yeah. time to focus on the other stuff they should be focusing on. So I think if you stick to one per week and just make it epic, like making an awesome yeah. piece of content, you're going to do a lot better that way. Yeah. I really wanted to do like three videos a week on the YouTube channel. And we were at FinCon and Talit from his and her money was like, bro, slow your roll. Do one. <laughs> yeah. And he was so right, man. Like I've had a hard time just keeping up with one video per week. And yeah. so I, I think, I think that's good advice. I kind of want to like flesh that plan out a little bit more that you said though, if you don't mind, sure. because like yeah. you talked about kind of the stuff that I like, you know, the, the list building, the, the email marketing, that kind of stuff. And so if you're doing one piece of content per week, it means you're doing four epic articles per month. You're mastering one social media platform. And then you mentioned having a lead magnet you can put in those articles. You should be emailing, like you should be emailing at least once a week, but I would be emailing, you know, maybe twice if you could. And the next piece that I would add to that is if you make your goal to be to create one article per week, or let's say four per month, and one lead magnet per month, then you're going to set yourself up in a really great position. And so that first month, create four articles that are all similar topics. They're all related. Create it where like your, you can create a guide, right? A PDF guide that at the end of each of those four articles, it would make sense to say, if you want to know more, get this guide, right? So for example, maybe we create a guide, maybe we write four articles about email marketing, growing your email list. And then we have a get your first 100, how to get your first 100 email subscribers, right? And we create that PDF. 
now each of those articles that makes sense at the end, people are giving their email address because they want more. So you're growing your list. Then your second month, you can create a guide about something different, right? And then start writing your articles about either that second topic that that lead magnet's for or that first topic. And now what you're doing is you're creating that no matter what your article's about, you'll have an appropriate lead magnet. And over the course of the year, you'll have 12 lead magnets. You probably don't need more than that. <laughs> you really don't. Yeah. If you if you create two lead magnets, probably have more than a lot of bloggers, right? Yeah. So the reality is like you really want to get three, four, five covering different things that give people different ways to get onto your email list. Because long-term, you want to be putting out consistent content. You want, your, you want your content to be generating you SEO traffic. You probably want to be using paid traffic to grow your audience as well, like we teach. But then you want your content to be growing your email list, and you want to be emailing regularly because your email is going to drive the bus. The email is what's going to lead to more affiliate sales, more course sales, more whatever, right? Like yeah. you're going to be able to amp that up because it's one thing to just to have affiliate links inside of your article and it's organically going, but you can write an email and drive people to that affiliate link and that's going to drive more sales and you can just do that anytime you need a cash infusion. So I think that's to, to me, if you can go four articles a month, one lead magnet a month, you know, send at least one email per week consistently driving people to your article and then foot dominate one social media platform. You're yeah. crushing it. You're crushing you're it. Yeah. And I, I do want to talk about the email thing real quick. Cause I think that confuses a lot of bloggers. It's an interesting topic. And I think it's just something like I always tell bloggers now, like you should focus on your email list from the beginning. And a lot of times I think they're probably like, well, why? Here's what typically happens in, in the blogging world that I've seen so far. Um, you have people that focus really heavily on their email list and they do a lot of selling through their email list, which is something that, that I do and, and we do with Laptop Empires. And you have bloggers that focus on just getting like massive amounts of traffic, right? And just like generating a lot of affiliate revenue for, for traffic, which, you know, like the mastermind that I'm in, like most of the guys in that mastermind, they all are focused on like tons and tons of traffic. And they're focused on getting a lot of affiliate sales. And it's a, it's a killer way to make a lot of money. But I feel like there's always like that people pick one or the other. And I don't think you have to. Like, I think- Why not you know, both? Yeah, well, in, in, but you can do it in a simple way. Like just doing one, you know, simple piece of content in an email. Like say, let's say you write a blog post about budgeting or whatever. And you do a, a story-based email getting people to the blog post. If you do that every single time and you don't have, it's not, it doesn't have to be really complicated, but you're creating a relationship with that email list at the same time. So you can focus on going and getting hundreds of thousands of views, you know, per month and generating a ton of affiliate income just with traffic through Pinterest or Google or whatever. But then whenever you want to go and make, you know, 20, $30,000 on an affiliate launch, you can go do that too. You know, so it's good diversification and it's not that hard if you just write one email, uh, you know, per week, you know, or, or a couple of emails per week, just building that relationship. Because of what, I've, what we found, you know, I've talked to a lot of bloggers that have tons of traffic and I've asked them like, Hey, do you want to do an affiliate launch for Facebook side hustle course? And they're like, eh, nobody opens my emails. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, you know, and they might have a hundred thousand emails and I'm like, Oh my God, you're sitting on a, a, a giant pot of gold um, that you mm -hmm. could, you could dig out of whenever you want. If you would just create an, you know, but it's hard. It's like, you know, it's one of those things that's, that's hard for people to focus on, but I think you should try to focus on both because 
you can, you can make tons of affiliate income with a lot of traffic, but you can also make tons of affiliate income or your own courses or your own products and services. Like you can make a lot of money from that too, with your email list, just by writing a couple of, I would, what I would say is think about how difficult it feels to reach a million viewers per month on your blog and making incredible money because you have that much traffic. Right. And then think about the fact that with email, you need a fraction. Like you, you don't need a massive, if you have 10,000 people on your email list, that's, and you use it, that's a six figure per year salary sitting right there in the list. Right. Like there, you can, you can do a lot with a lot less when you have, when you use email marketing. And, but I think what you said, it's like, that's what we're doing. We're trying to do both. We're trying to do both, you know? And like, if you can do both, you're, you're going to do really well, you know, like it's anyway, it's, um, we probably need to do an episode on, on like what, when we say like focus on email, like, what does that mean? What do you do? Why should you do it? Right. I just think you should, you should always like, that's the asset that you, you own. Like you keep that one. And so you should have some kind of relationship with it. And it's not hard to build that relationship. All you have to do is consistently send them an email. That's like, vaguely entertaining, (laughs) you know, like, because that's more than most, like think about every email you get in your inbox from big companies, small companies, whatever. They usually suck. Like they're usually like very, like they're templates and they're formulaic and it's just like, you know, some sale that you don't care about or whatever, but you can create a relationship with your email is the same way that you can with the blog. And that's something I didn't really realize early on but you can't, so you can do both. So that's all I'm saying. Like, I think that, I think you can, you can focus on jittering tons of traffic or doing whatever. If you want to, you know, you want to have the, the best listicles on the planet so you can get hundreds of thousands of Pinterest views. Cool. But once you're capturing those people with the lead magnet, like make sure you have a, a relationship with them. So if you want to three years from now, go out and make a hundred grand in four days, you can go do that. You know, cause that's something yeah. like, we had a, my email list was like 13,000 people when we did the first Facebook side hustle launch and it did like 130 something thousand, $140,000 of revenue. Like it, there's a lot that goes into that, but it's possible. So that's, that's all I'm saying. That's my email. 100% man. And and I really think I, I love this because I feel like we, we hadn't had a conversation about like, what is the blueprint, but I think we've put the blueprint here. And this is, it's interesting that, that you said like you would go quality over quantity getting started now because yeah. I don't know that that's exactly what we would have felt like a year ago, but I feel like I definitely feel like that's the way to go too. I will say, you know, let me ask you one question before we wrap this up. Sure. Do you think it's, would you, if you're taking the quality approach, you, you got to put the time in to go do the research and see what people are searching for and put a little bit of focus on SEO. Don't you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I mean, mean, that's, you, you've talked, we've talked in the past about being very personal versus and building that, you know, the brand and like that feeling versus, you know, straight SEO. But I, I mean, if you're focusing, if you're putting on one piece of content, I feel like you should at least like maybe figure out, is this a searchable topic and then be personal with it? Yeah. If I could go back, if I could get in a time machine, I would have focused on SEO a lot more. Just because, I mean, there's a ton of potential there. You know, I focused on Facebook, which was a good move because then it, you know, I got, it built what I have now. But now that I have that sorted out, I'm like, ah, man, you know, like SEO takes so long. I wish that I had focused on that from the beginning, just like it, just like an email list, you know, like Mm -hmm. I wish I'd focused on that from the beginning. The deal is though, 
you know, you can, I should have mentioned this earlier, you can create that personalized content that tells your story and all that stuff, but just do it in your emails. Like create blog posts mm-hmm. that are like authoritative, you know, authoritative and, and just well-researched and like make that the best damn piece of content possible that actually like helps people and it, and it makes you an authority on the subject. And then you can write the personal stuff in your email. Like that's, that's where you can build the, the relationship with people. I did it all in the blog posts, but if I could go back, I would make the blog posts, uh, you know, I would optimize for SEO. I would do the keyword research. I would find stuff and be an authority on that subject, whatever I wanted my blog to be an authority on in Google's eyes. And then I would, I would create that personal stuff I was doing in an email and almost write like, you know, a short blog post in an email and send it out. And I think that that would have given me the best of both worlds because like I have a ton of trust with my audience. I have a ton of like authority with my audience and that's what makes it so easy to sell courses or do affiliate promotions and that kind of thing. But I could have done both, you know, cause yeah. content's content, you know, it's just, we're just talking about where you deliver it and do you deliver it in a blog post, which, you know, for personal content, like that's fine, but you can do the same thing with an email and then you can, you can use your blog post to generate passive traffic basically. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I asked you that question because I think that was a really good answer. And I know that's what you've transitioned to. Like mm-hmm. that's how you do it now and just in the last year, but yeah. that's killer. And that's, and that's how you, that's how you get good open rates. That's yeah. how you get where people, you know, both, I know you get this for your list and we get this for the laptop empires list. People are constantly emailing like, Oh, I love your emails. Right. Yeah. Like you want to be the person that gets emails saying, I love your emails, not the person that's like, eh, nobody opens my emails. Yeah. yeah. I, well, and this is, this is the thing too. It's like a lot of bloggers are scared of over promoting to their, to their email list and that kind of thing. We might do a launch of the Facebook side hustle course and I might get, you know, I'll get unsubscribes or whatever, but that happens anyway. But I might get like one, maybe two complaints. Like if, you know, there's tens yeah. of thousands of people on the list. And if I have two people email me that are like, dude, you're sending too many emails or like, stop it. You know, I, I feel like that's a pretty damn good ratio you know, 30,000 people yeah. and two of them are, are upset, you know, and the other one's just unsubscribed. That's fine. But you know, that's, it, that's what building a relationship with your email list can do because they're used to you being in their, in their inbox. And they know that it's going to be good quality content mm-hmm. even when you're selling, you know, like even when you're selling yeah. something, it's still going to be interesting. So. And in January, there were none of those emails. I remember that, we, that was like, you were real excited about that. Yeah. So I can't remember. There was one, one guy was like, I don't know if it was in January or not. Cause we've done a lot of launches, but there was one guy that was like, stop sending me emails about your course. Like how desperate are you? And I'm like, oh, man, you don't even like, I'm not desperate, but like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, I'm very not desperate, but you know, I'm just, it's just funny. man. But, I yeah, had, I, just, I had somebody on, this is just kind of funny. I had somebody on one of my client ads that we were running it and he made the comment and he was like, I just reported your ad. And if you dare to put ads to force your ads onto my newsfeed, I'm going to leave comments like this and make an angry emoji and do everything I can to ruin your business. And I was like, okay, banned. Like I just (laughs) delete comment, banned from page. Have a nice day. I hope that really like ruined your day (laughs) that you saw my ad. I don't think he realizes that every fifth post on his newsfeed is an ad that's been forced on him. He probably sits there all day and just copy and paste that comment and angry emoji on every fifth post on his newsfeed. Like yeah. life must be great. <laughs> so people are funny, man. People are so funny. So that was awesome, man. I love that blueprint. So just to repeat it. So people remember four epic blog posts a week, right? Focusing on, you know, what 
I'm sorry. I'm in a month. Yes. <laughs> People are like, no, no. <laughs> four epic pieces, you know, and just like four really good blog posts per month in the same kind of area, one to two topics, but things that people are searching for, right? One lead magnet guide, content upgrade, whatever you want to call it, that you can put at the end as the call to action in that article, do one of those per month, dominate one social media platform, you know, send out at least one email per week, just send an email, sending people to that one blog post and build that relationship. If you do that for a year, you're going to have some serious growth. That's a great, great blueprint. So, all right, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Laptop Empire's podcast. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate it. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dog, whoever will listen to it if you like the show. See you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the Laptop Empire's podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. 